speaking to the person inside of Reagan now. If you are there, you too are hypnotized. You must answer all my questions. Come forward and answer me now. Closer, please. Closer. Here's Johnny. another exciting episode of Tarantino's and uh like always I'm here with well my name is Mike Morales and like always I'm here with my cohort my partner in crime Angel just hanging in DeLeon so and, and I guess this episode I want to you know this is kind of like a last minute kind of a episode where we're just going to talk about some of the things we have recently watched some recommendations uh, we're still going to be doing our horror series because we love to talk about horror movies. And we got two really great horror recommendations that came out around Halloween. Although Wait, this... real quick? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. On the intro, on the intro, I meant to ask you the other day, <laughs> the Be Afraid, Be Very Afraid, is that Gina Davis from The Fly? Yeah, that's, that's The Fly. Because <laughs> I knew it was Gina Davis, and I'm like, shit, it's, it could only be The Fly, but I'm like... Did she say that line? But I, yeah, I guess she did. I got to go check that out. That's a classic too, you know. <laughs> so uh, we got two good uh, or great horror recommendations that came out around Halloween. This episode is uh, recorded right after Thanksgiving. The uh, This is the day, this is the couple days after Thanksgiving. This is the weekend after. Uh, how was your Thanksgiving, uh, Angel? Um, It was good. We went to my uh, in-law's house. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's one of those things where... Uh, it's like, come on, we want to have it at our house. And then you get there and you're like, eh, you knew it was here, right? Because <laughs> it seemed like, you know what I mean? Like everything was still being done when people arrived. But I think that's a new style. It's like get everybody involved instead of having everything just done when you show up. Yeah, do, you, do you find that this year particularly that Thanksgiving has kind of lost its, its luster a little bit? I mean, I remember we were talking about Halloween and how like – very early on, maybe in, in the month of September, people were like, Halloween's coming up. We're going to watch a lot of horror movies. We're going to get into the spirit of Halloween. And to me, it seems like the day after Halloween, people were like, Christmas is just around the corner. Let's get Christmas going. And totally uh, forgot about Thanksgiving. Has the, and Thanksgiving. has the Thanksgiving holiday kind of has lost that power, or, you know, that, that kind of, um, I don't know, that celebration, that spirit, I guess. And I know what you're saying. It's kind of like Thanksgiving became just uh, a reminder that Christmas is around the corner. <laughs> well, that's always you know, been it, the case, right? <laughs> but it's not like a standalone thing. Like it used to be, I guess, because when we were younger, it was a more to do. It was a big thing. Yeah. Yeah. It felt like when I was a kid. Yeah. Like family, like cousins. didn't see yeah, each other that yeah. often. Yeah. I remember one time we uh, rented or somebody lived in a trailer, their like grandma's trailer park. Mm-hmm. And they had like the uh, like a rec center. Oh yeah, yeah. And there were so many people that, and we didn't have a huge family, but like literally everybody came, and we filled up that like hall, and there was like 
like 40 of us, you know, and it was, it was awesome. It was huge. I mean, you can't do that every year, but it just seems like now it's like, it just rotates and it's just something that gets done. It's not as exciting. And I, I guess if you're a young couple, you get married and it's the first time at your house. Right. Right. For you, it's like, it's, it's a bigger special thing for you, but sometimes it's just kind of like, ah, oh, shit. Now we got to get dressed. We got to go to this house. <laughs> we got to fight traffic. It's, uh, I, it, it was probably like a 75% payoff to 25% work. And now it's almost like a 50, 50, like a wash. It feels like, you know? Yeah. It feels I don't know. That like, could just be me. It, well, I don't know. Like this year from, for our family, it was just not that, I mean, you know, we had some, uh, we had a personal thing that happened, but I mean, it wasn't as same. It wasn't like that same spirit I felt. Maybe maybe it'll be different when when Christmas comes around. It's just it's just I don't know. Maybe maybe it has to do with like um, you know not talk, not wanting to get together with that uncle who has that weird conspiracy theories or political <laughs> leanings. You know, or you know you don't want to. You know, I think maybe nowadays families are more kind of at the, at each other's throats and. Maybe it's best to just like you know have a smaller uh, celebration than that big you know you know party it, thing. It, it feels like we're not as thankful. That's definitely you know I mean? that's definitely the feeling I got. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, and dude, we really we we really fucking should be. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Like this, what you guys had, we had a similar thing. It's like mm-hmm. there literally is way more to be thankful for. Yeah. But it's kind of like I don't know. It's like we just keep trucking. <laughs> Uh, dude, uh, yeah, we should get more into it. Yeah. It really should be. And I, well, dude, when you were a kid, it just, it's like the families are spreading out. When we were younger, mm-hmm. like our moms kept more in touch with, you know, their sisters yeah. and their cousins, yeah. and then they yeah. brought their cousins. But now it's like everybody's off in their little nuclear family where it's, it's brothers and sisters and, and first cousins. And sometimes you switch off to the wife's side or the husband's side. So, I don't know. And it, it, it's funny because we personally, we start planning this shit really early. Mm-hmm. Like, I'd say probably May or whatever. The, like, if everybody gets together for Mother's Day or people are talking. And it's like, all right, who's doing Thanksgiving this year? Oh, wow. So, it's way it's way ahead of time. Yeah. But as it gets closer, you're just like, fuck, I forgot we said we do. You know, <laughs> I forgot we said we do Thanksgiving now. <laughs> it's just, and it's like, it, dude, it was weird because... Okay, I don't like turkey, man. I like ham. Yeah, that's and true. It's right. the greatest time of year because ham goes on sale. <laughs> Never fucking went on sale, bro. Like I'll buy two or three and like freeze them. You know what that's, I mean? But that's another nothing. I think that's another element to it too. I heard people like in Black Friday, like not that it wasn't that great. It wasn't that big of a record of Black Friday, and it really seemed like people this year, and maybe in the states. Uh, are not buying stuff because they're they having less you know money to to really kind of buy stuff you know they're, they're, it's more about like getting the essentials you know we need the rent the food we don't really have enough money to really spurge on presents or whatever Black Friday is selling these days you know and I think we see through the bullshit like because yeah. I oh, looked definitely. at the ads <laughs> I I looked at the ads last week and then they raised the prices just to cut the prices right. they're the same fucking price. And they're only selling shit that they're trying to they're yeah, trying right. to alleviate inventory. It's either yeah. order, overstocked, yeah, yeah, or their shit that didn't... or last year's shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and I saw somebody somebody was funny because I saw on a, a feed like on TikTok or Facebook or something, mm-hmm. and it's like, hey, Black Friday, everybody has a big screen, 
stop putting those on sale and start lowering interest rates. You know what I mean? Yes. It's like, well, well, you give us well. something that fucking helps us. Like a TV does not help me pay my bills. I saw, you know? yeah, I saw a video where it was like, get, yeah, put Black Friday on, on the groceries. Yeah. And we'll start yeah. buying stuff. <laughs> you know, um, yeah. it's true. It's Dude, yes. groceries are insane. I think. And yeah. when you go out to eat, it's fuck. I think you're right. When did think, like fast food become 40, 50 bucks? <laughs> I know. I know. I think you're right. I think people are seeing through the bullshit with, with this kind of Cyber Monday, you know, or Black Friday, all that stuff. It's like kind of like this is just junk that they just slash prices on and no one really cares about it. Um, yeah, because you're right, though, because with less money, mm-hmm. you see the difference between what you want and what you need. Yeah. yeah. And there's a big fucking difference, <laughs> especially <laughs> when you're counting every cent, dude. It's just tough, man. Is there any movies you see around Thanksgiving? I mean, last year, this episode, or this, Planes, this yeah. we did plane, planes, we did a special planes, trains, and automobiles episode, which was great. Really, yeah, like the greatest. Our <laughs> it's got to be the greatest Thanksgiving holiday movie there is. Dude. Yeah, is there any other movies that you watch around this time, uh, particularly for Thanksgiving? No, you know what? Not really. I don't even watch. Like my brother Tony, he's got to watch Christmas Story around Christmas. I don't. It's, I'm not a holiday movie guy. I'll, I'll watch them during the year sometimes too, but it's not just because it's Christmas or just because it's this. Mm-hmm. I mean, there'll be shit that's on and it'll it'll start to be on different platforms that I haven't seen in a while. So I'll watch it then, but it's not just because it's Christmas. It's just because it became available, you know? Yeah, I noticed like recently um, uh, uh, on TV, uh, my brother was... Uh, Last week he was in the hospital and uh, he was just stuck in the hospital and he all he had was just a regular AMC channel <laughs> basically <laughs> and they were playing nonstop holly, uh, Christmas movies Elf and uh, Four Christmases a lot of a lot of Christmas movies I'm like wow they're really starting early this year you know and and you uh, know what it is it's like they're trying to beat each other to it <laughs> right it right. seems like that's what they're right. doing they're trying to beat each other to those movies and to those that spirit I don't know. I've watched, I, because it was Thanksgiving coming up, and, uh, you know, I wanted to record this episode a little bit earlier before Thanksgiving. So I had, you know, I just on a, on a, just on a hunch, I just wanted to check out this movie because I haven't seen it in a long time. Sense of a Woman, which is the Al Pacino film. Uh, great film. Hoorah. Who, yeah, this is, this is the movie that made him a, um, I guess the the impersonation that everyone does. He does, you know, they're doing an impression of the, the character he plays in Sen- in Sense of a Woman, where he's the hoorah guy. Hey, hoorah! I put a flamethrower to this place. So that's <laughs> that movie's all set during the Thanksgiving weekend. Oh, that's right, because it's break. That's why nobody's around. Right. So it's a movie about how uh, Al Pacino is a blind uh, lieutenant colonel, a grumpy motherfucker. He hates everybody, and Chris O'Donnell is this young. Uh, college preppy college uh student who gets uh because he's from a, a poor family or a working class family he his his family's from oregon and he ha- is stuck uh on the weekend doing nothing really and he t- decides to take this job of looking after al pacino who is this grumpy blind guy and his family is kind of off they're wanting they're going they're going on vacation to, so they don't want to leave him alone so they hired this student to to take care of him for the weekend, uh, unbeknownst to Chris Aldano, uh, that Al Pacino has his plans of really going to uh, to the city, going to New York, 
splurging on a couple of things, you know, having a good meal. He wants to have sex with a, a with a ex a beautiful ex court woman, you know, and 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 end his life. That's basically the and then so the Crystal Donald's kind of stuck in in trying to convince him not to do it. Right? There's a, one of the great kind of uh, Thanksgiving dinner scenes in that movie. <laughs> And I know, I know Al Pacino gets a lot of shit because of the hoo shit, right? Like, the, everyone does hoo He's, like, kind of this caricature now, right? But if you watch that Thanksgiving scene, and because he uses hoo which I guess apparently it's an expression that he found, that it's a military expression. That, uh, yeah, yeah. It's so, so the... Marines, right, or something? Yeah, something like that. So, apparently, uh, the Marine or the, the military uh, expert who was teaching him how to unlock and 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 un, or disassemble to, uh, the gun and, and reassemble in, in under 20 seconds or whatever because he has to do that in the movie uh he apparently uh al pacino did it in less than 20 seconds or whatever the time frame was and the his the, the military expert goes hua and he goes oh i like that i'm going to use that and he uses he uses hua in the, in the entire of the movie but who hua means so much different things in that movie right it's like it's like it's like hua yeah you know i'm 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 excited hua it's like like how dare you you know it's, it's there's so many meanings with the hua and if you it's watch like <laughs> but if you watch that that famous uh thanksgiving dinner scene where he's going uh against uh Brad, Brad, Bradley Whitford uh who is playing his uh Really frustrated. Right? Yeah, he yeah he's from uh, the West Wing. He plays uh, his uh, niece, or I mean, his uh, nephew. Really pissed off nephew. He's frustrated. Al Pacino just invited himself to the uh, family uh, Thanksgiving, and uh, everyone doesn't necessarily like him. He's you know he's a grumpy guy. And he's and, like very strange. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Like a strange, yeah. And they're going at it, right? They're going at it, and you see that scene, and the way he. Al Pacino uses hua. He uses like four different times, and it's like hua. Like I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm impressed that you're going after me, and like hua. That you know that he stung him with a with a certain comment about his blindness, and then suddenly he goes hua. He got really hurt, and then and the final one was like hua. I'm done. Like he was killed. And it's just a beautiful performance. I, 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 I mean, I bring it up because I think a lot of people think Al Pacino is this caricature, and I, th- I think if you watch that performance, and the, and certainly the way he uses Huwa, I think it would change your kind of perception of of what that actor could do for with one with one ex- expression, you know. He's, he's he's really flying in class. He gets all excited. He starts pulling the pins out. One grenade got away from him. Boom. One that got away. Well, the pin was in, Frank claims. In or out, what difference does it make? What kind of fucking lunatic juggles grenades. Vinny came out okay. And all Frank lost was his eyesight. You want to know the truth? You got a handle on that, do you, Randy? He was an asshole before. Who ah Now all he is is a blind asshole. Who ah Hey, God's a funny guy. God doth have a sense of humor. 
Maybe God thinks some people don't deserve to see. <sighs> you get the point, Jackie? His name is Charles. I gotta watch that again, man, because I don't think I picked up on it. <laughs> I did, Great movie, and I've I, seen it. I know. I didn't yeah, pick it up. I didn't put that together. I didn't pick that up too after I just watched it, you know, a couple weeks ago. Oh man, it really got to me. It really got to me because yeah, because like, that's one of Tony's most quoted movies that he does. Dude. <laughs> like he'll still do that. You know, he walks in and something happens. And he's like, I'll take a flamethrower to this place. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, just it. Yeah, it became, what would you call it? It just became um, uh, just part of our vernacular, you know yeah. what I mean? Just Yeah, it's like part of, uh, you know, like the iconic quotes from from film. And, you know, there's a I don't young... even know if he knows he's doing it, dude. <laughs> My brother walks around saying it. I don't. Oh, yeah, yeah, maybe. Yeah, because yeah, it's such a natural thing. I mean, it's, it's just, yeah, part, just of the... part of what he. Yeah. <laughs> there's a young uh, 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 Phil. Philip Seymour Hoffman in that in that part, and he's awesome in it too. Uh, where he plays the the rich asshole who's you know who's he has a um, yeah, he was just a kid, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Crystal Donald's so young too. I mean, it's just a really cool movie, and Al Pacino's just so great. And I I know he kind of nowadays. I mean, and you know, it's maybe self inflicted because he's has done a couple bad movies. You know, his last like stage of his Batman. career, but he's still. I mean, at that moment. Top of the game, man. Top of the game. Um, yeah, and you know, remember we were talking about um, the perfection, uh, the oh, the yeah. young actress. <laughs> did she's gifted and cursed with the young face? Yeah, yeah. Chris O'Donnell's got that same shit going, man. <laughs> he's super old, but he's still he's almost got still got that baby face. You know, it's just it's it's just hard for him to absorb more older, sophisticated roles. I think because of it. But he's he's a great actor. He yeah. really is. But it's just you still see that little his little cheeks and stuff. I don't know. <laughs> Bradley Whitford, who plays the the frustrated nephew, is also great. You know, because he's justified. Dude, that guy's awesome in everything he does, though, man. <laughs> and he's always great at playing a prick or like some guy. You yeah. Can... And it's funny. He's he's justified in his frustration with Al Pacino's character. I mean, he's justified. I mean, he's like this guy just barges and he's kind of um um you know he's kind of uh um um you know i don't know making fun of his wife but like kind of you know pu- you know pushing the buttons a little bit yeah and and um he's a dick and he's a dick yeah, he's a dick so bradford bradley whitford's character is such a he's he's justified of being this asshole towards al pacino but because he's so he's so good at being a prick that he's kind of the bad guy in that scene. <laughs> you know? Exactly, and 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 I mean it's so funny too because I think the last thing I actually saw him in was Get Out. Oh yeah, he's yeah, the yeah. dad. Yeah, yeah. And every time I see him now, I just it comes in my head. It's like, he's like, you know, I voted for Obama, right? <laughs> I would have voted for him twice if I could. You know what I mean? It's just, and even even when he does that, dude, yeah. he was so douchey. Yes. He was douchey about it. You know, <laughs> yeah. he's just got. And he's in so many movies, but he's he's never just a purely good. Even I mean, even if he's not the bad guy, there's always just something off on him. He's just, I don't know. You, it's like he sells cars, or he's just <laughs> uh, even in Cabin in the Woods. Yeah, yeah, him yeah. and the dude from Stepdads. But he's and all he wanted to do was see the mermaid kill somebody. You know what I mean? It's like oh, 
Even in that part, they douched him out at the end, man. I don't know. But he's great. He's a great character actor. He yeah, is so yeah. good. But uh, And it's so funny you talk about Pacino because there's so many Pacino roles yeah. that you remember specific lines bigger than you remember the role. Yeah. Yeah. You know like, what I mean? Uh, yeah. Just like, like, uh, so, um, like, uh, what are you going to do? Get run over and walk your little doggy? <laughs> You know, you see a bunch of the heat lines. The heat lines, yeah. But you for, you forget how complicated his character was in Heat. Yes. yes. You know what I mean? And it's it's his wife's fucking leaving him. His right. stepdaughter's you know suicidal. Yeah. But all you remember, yeah, it's like, like uh oh yeah, you saw an she, ex-con. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she got a, a great big ass, you know, yes. and you got your head <laughs> all the way up. Yeah. So it's unfortunately that. He has kind of these markers or these kind of expressions that become like, you know, cinematic gold and, and people quote them. But you fail to kind of recognize the nuance of his acting, too, because he's such a broad actor, too. You know, so and, uh, is yeah. it his his forte was stage, right? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, and that's why he went back to do uh, what Shakespeare in the Park in between all his. Yeah, he had a, he has a great, roles. he great. I think he directed a documentary called Looking for Richard, which is about, uh, um, um, oh fuck, what's the, the King Richard about King Richard? Okay, him playing, putting off the play. It it really kind of opened my eyes of how an actor approaches Shakespeare and how he approaches Shakespeare, and and it really breaks down that you know Shakespeare is, is English, so we shouldn't, even though it has this kind of you know loquacious you know expression and, and writing or style that it's 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 still english and you still could break it down and you can still in in american you know particularly it, it's shakespeare is only kind of known for british actors but you know him being an american he brings that kind of american i don't know um, mythology or or you know the method kind of acting to to, to it yeah yeah so it's a totally different style you know um um I don't know, I, but it, that's just that's that's the period that it's written in, though, too. You know what I mean? They yeah. were very, <laughs> yeah, because they didn't have special effects, so they had to be stronger with the dialogue. Yeah, more expressive, like, more poetic, yeah. and stuff like that. So I mean, and I, and I think I love uh, that was, yeah, that was a documentary really opened my eyes about the way Shakespeare writes and stuff, and how people kind of should attack it. Um, but yeah. you know, okay, this is the horrible reference and a horrible <laughs> way to a uh, thing to allude to uh-huh. the Sa- the Sandler movie Jack and Jill. Uh, they kind of it I don't fucked know if you've ever up. seen it. It fucked them up. It fucked his wait, cred- credentials up. But go ahead. But <laughs> they they make fun of that aspect of him, the yes. stage actor. Oh yeah, yeah. Because yeah. he's yeah. Because <laughs> even at the end, when he's staying in character for. Uh, Don Quixote, <laughs> and he's he's in like an Applebee's, and he starts to fight the fan, <laughs> the ceiling fan, because he doesn't know what it is. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I I I thought that part was kind of cool because he's on stage acting, and the, somebody's cell phone rings, and he freaks out, and then he starts to do the line from um the Godfather, and like there's people in the crowd that like like two dudes and like their wives made him go to it, and he's like, oh my god, is he doing the Godfather? And the other guy's like. It's the greatest night of my life, you know what I mean? Because they were bored off their asses, but when he started doing The Godfather, they're like, yeah. So that's almost like a play on himself where he's got these super huge, quotable, famous roles. Yeah, right. But, like, he might, he would probably prefer to be on stage doing 
Shakespeare. You know what I mean? It's, it's just stupid. But, but the but, du- yeah. Duncan Chino bit <laughs> has live on and has become like kind of his albatross, you know, that uh, hangs around. But even his... in the movie, in the movie, when they show him the commercial, he's like, burn that, burn that tape. All copies. You know what I mean? Like, I, don't know. I don't know. I kind of enjoyed, I mean, I haven't seen that movie for a long time, but I kind of enjoyed Al Pacino's you know, pissing on himself in a little bit, you know? Yeah. So my kids love that movie. Dude. <laughs> I've watched it a hundred times because of them, but I think people kind of have a less, I don't know. I mean, uh, I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe they don't, hopefully they, they, they could read through it. I, you know, I would, I, I would, uh, I would suggest watching, rewatching send up, send just for his performances. I for mean, sure. cause I don't think a lot gotta... of actors nowadays could do that performance and take away. No, but the... you got to think about him though too, dude. Fucking Scarface, Godfather. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Jesus Christ, can you be in any bigger movies? Yeah. And the odd part is, he just what won one award. Yeah, for 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 Scent of a Woman. Yeah, and yeah, exactly. He could have won for everything he's ever been in, basically, <laughs> except for Jack and Jill. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I mean, it's. I just. I mean, I, I don't. I don't see like a, a modern actor could could do the kind of like that vulnerable performance that he did in, in the. And and mm-hmm. sent the woman sure. and 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 I don't know. I it, it really broke my heart when watching it because um, j- but because of his performance, because of it's a, it's a guy who's on his last you know last end of his rope and you know and it has this kind of uh, uplifting you know ending because he kind of you know he doesn't he doesn't kill himself. He becomes a uh, yeah. his uh, he becomes Chris O'Donnell's kind of uh, mentor and has a great scene. But like, like he learns. Yeah, and he learns as much from Chris right, as right, he taught Chris yeah. kind of deal. And I miss movies like that, you know, I miss movies where it's just about these simple people with personal issues going through a, a trial of, of of emotions and, and, and a bad weekend, and then coming out of, at the end differently. I mean, I think that's all what you would want with a of a, of a good movie, you know. Yeah, um, you know what? Do you, when you're talking about Pacino, and you know what's making me sad, I'm, I think. Like these actors are becoming like boxers. Remember when we were younger, dude? Mike Tyson. It felt like he fought every couple days. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's like there was he fought like twice a year, but now you got these fucking these boxers, and they're boxing once every three years. You know what I mean? They're not boxing right like the way they used to. It's like they almost like you didn't have they didn't have to fight to keep their name in your mouth, or they didn't have to like promote stuff because mm-hmm. they were constantly doing their job. They were constantly out there fighting, so you they never got old or they never aged because they were always out there. And that's like him with his acting. But now you get these people, they do a movie, and wait, okay, let me strike this, and I don't <laughs> want to be mean. The great actors, they're doing a movie every couple years. But then you have these guys that are collecting paychecks doing one or two a year, mm-hmm, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There's a big gap right there, bro, yeah. and it's just... It seems like the gap for the great performances are getting bigger. I think so. I think. And, I mean, oh, I sucks. think the younger. I mean, this is maybe this is us being old, and you know, we're old men. You know, shaking our fists at clouds. But <laughs> I, I don't know if there's any actor under thirty five that could really support a movie. You know, what I mean, like, like people. I mean, are, are people going to go see a movie because of Timothy Chalamet? <laughs> I don't know. I yeah. Mean, no, that's what's funny, dude. But that's why they're so expensive. 
because he still wants 20 million <laughs> but then to get people to watch you got to pay somebody else like him 20 million and somebody else 20 million right like remember before it was like the main guy made all the money and everybody else just wanted FaceTime to get to the point where they could be the headliner yeah. almost but now you got these ensemble flicks and it's like shit you need seven actors to make me watch it when before it was just one dude right right yeah. you know what i mean i remember when uh rounders came out and i was like dude damon and norton you know what i mean <laughs> hell yeah like like mm. we'd get excited for those flicks because mm-hmm. it's like dude there's heat blew me away pacino de niro actual same time on the screen like you could oh, keep yeah. us from watching yeah that was an epic going that, was, to that, that was the that was the selling point right de niro and, and, and pacino first time in the you know in a movie together or first time acting in in, in a scene together and that was the selling point. That was the thing. I don't. I don't. I don't see. I don't. I don't see an actor like you know those actors like that. I don't see, you know, Tom Holland and Chalamet in one movie. I don't know if that's gonna yeah. draw an audience. You know, uh, um, maybe not an audience. I want to be in man. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 and that's not to say actors. that I, that's not to say I don't think they're terrible. I I think they're terrible actors. I don't. I think they're okay. I mean, I'm sure they're they're great. I mean, I'm sure they're good people, but um. I don't see that emphasis in, in, and maybe that's because of the the Marvel movies of the last ten years, and it's really more focused on on character, you know, comic characters and stuff like that. You know, maybe Batman versus like Superman. Way- people went to see it, or you know, or whatever. That was a big epic. Not not uh, Ben Affleck and, and 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 Henry Cavill. You know, it was Batman and Superman. It was the mm. more but uh, maybe solid it's a, point. A contractual thing too, man. Maybe well, like you, you don't just make a movie. You sign up for five movies. You know what I mean. And now, doesn't matter how shitty they are. You just want to get your five done so you can go to the next company and sign up for three. You know, movies. Ah, and... <laughs> oh, it's like sports players, dude. These guys are getting hundreds of millions of dollars every year, and before they just played because they loved it. Like, you know what I mean? I don't know. I mean, get paid when you can get paid, but some of these things are just getting insane. And it's so funny because I. I looked up uh, Killian Murphy. Oh yeah, just yeah. to see how old he is because you sit over thirty-five. <laughs> He's like forty or something, right? <laughs> yeah, because I'll watch anything with that guy, man. Ever since I I blew through Peaky Blinders. Oh yeah, like this this guy's fucking special. And it was so funny because I forgot he was in Twenty Eight Days Later. That was like the first time I seen him. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, and he's so fucking good in that. But as he was like, I'd never seen him. He was a fresh face, and then he kind of fell off my radar for a while, so I never put it together. But he is so good, dude. I just fucking love everything. And the sad part is I haven't seen Oppenheimer yet. Yeah, me either. But I, <laughs> it's, I, I'm giving myself enough time because I don't want to yeah, be one of those things. Yeah, it's where... only because it's three hours long and shit. You know, yeah. like, I'm like, I gotta, I gotta like sit a block of of an afternoon to watch that. Or because I don't want to stop it and then be. <laughs> I don't want to break that one up. Yeah. That one has to be completed. But I mean, even his little part in the Quiet Place, the part yeah, two, he was awesome. That fuck, dude, yeah. Man. He's an awesome actor. He's an awesome actor. He's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> dude, and Peaky Blunt, he's just so badass, dude. He's the smallest person that I would fucking run from. Because <laughs> he's just... Like, you'd have to kill him, dude. The guy's not going to stop. He's so good. The way they walk in that show, everything's so cool about that show, dude. <laughs> My so favorite... Good. What's your favorite quote in, in sense, sense of a Woman, other than, like, I'll put a flamethrower to this place? Um... Man, I haven't seen it in so long. All I know is the cla- the ones that everybody quotes. You know what okay. I mean? Okay. Yeah, <laughs> it's fine. So it's it's tough. I mean, God. 
Well, I, if you would have told me, I would have <laughs> watched it and had another one to say. But it's it, that's fine. It, uh, I just always love, and this always cracks me up every time he says this because it's right after the I put a flamethrower to this place. It's when he goes, when he goes, Harry, Jimmy, Trent, wherever the fuck you are, fuck you too. <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. that I love it when he goes like he just calls those motherfuckers out. You know? <laughs> it's like, yeah, that, it, and it's almost like, dude, when I first watched it, I'm like, he's talking all this shit because he doesn't have to look nobody in their eyes. Right, yeah. And then I'm like, nah, if this motherfucker could see, he'd be pointing at people. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, that doesn't work for that shit. But yeah, I mean, because I was going to say, uh, I'm just getting warmed up. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I'm uh, in the dark. I'm, I'm in the dark. Yeah. yeah everyone's f- favorite ones, you know. It's just... It's, and dude, he... I love it when he gets into it because he's just he starts to like salivate, bro. <laughs> and it's like twice in that movie you see just spitting or just shit coming because it's like he's just so into it, man. It's just so good. Yeah, the the one that really got me the, this time watching it was like when he's right after the Thanksgiving dinner scene. He's like to his brother, and he goes, "I'm no good. I'm no good here." Or he goes like, I, I, "I'm no good. I'm no good." And like that's like the last words to him. That's his last words to his brother because he thinks he's gonna off gonna himself. Him. Man, it's like it's just like a, I don't know. It got to me, man. It's just it's a bad. It's just a terrific performance. Um, but the the thing about that movie that gets me the best or gets me the hardest is that Charlie has or uh, uh, Connolly or yeah, he has no no say in anything. He's literally like um, a handbag. <laughs> yeah. He just he drives, and then he's he's just like an article that uh, Pacino brings around with him. So he's constantly like, what would you call it? He's constantly awkward. He feels awkward. Pacino's basically starting fights with people, and he's just standing there like, like that's it's like one of those that's my right kind of moves. <laughs> yeah. Every time he walks out of the scene with him, like, hey. I got to get be in the car when he drives away. You know what I mean? I drive him. I got to go. Oh. And then he buys the car. It's a great movie. Now you got me. Fuck. Now I got to watch this movie again. Uh, is there anything you recently saw that uh, that that you wanted to talk about? Like some, something you want to recommend? Maybe I haven't seen. Um... You know what? Not really. I haven't really watched anything new. I've been watching. I've been re-watching shows. Yeah. Like I just started re-watching uh, Game of Thrones. Oh yeah, really? You're going back? Because the when I first watched it, it was like at season six or seven, mm-hmm. so I had literally had to power through it so that I could start the new season with everybody else. And it's not that I rushed, but it was just it was I didn't enjoy it as much because it wasn't a week to absorb it, you know. Uh-huh. So this go through, I'm like, damn, I missed up. It's not even that I missed a lot of stuff. I thought that it took longer for shit to happen. And like in the first episode, so much happens, and I'm, I'm just damn. So I'm slowly watching the whole season, the whole series again. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, that's been taking up most of my time. It's a long ass movie. Though. I've been watching, and I'm, I'm, I, I guess I really love this series because I this is was on a break for a while, but it's back, and it's Ink Master, <laughs> Ink Master, the reality show about the, the tattoo, tattoo artists. And yeah. I fucking love it. I, I, I'm not into <laughs> tattoos. I don't have a tattoo. I mean, you have like five tattoos on you? I have a couple. You have a couple. And it sucks because you're so artistic, dude. I was hoping <laughs> that you got into it so I can get some free tattoos, man. I that's the, Well, that's the part I liked about it, the artistic part of, of these 
these uh, contestants and and you know I, actually i like it a lot more now because it seems like everyone's friendlier than it was in yeah. the beginning because in the beginning the first couple episodes or seasons is your typical like i'm going to be the asshole and everyone's a bunch of assholes and we're yeah, fighting. scripted yeah yeah and yeah. it's like there was a guy who it's used to up. say i'm a tattoo god and like and like he always always has this you know ego and stuff it was all kind of it felt yeah it felt kind of bullshit Nowadays, it seems like because of the popularity of the series and it's now a community, it feels like everyone's friendly and everyone's like kind of respect each other. I think it's a much better show. Um, I still fucking love it. I, I love I love watching it. And I haven't seen it in a, such a long time. <laughs> you know, but I, I, the show was cool and I'm blown away by what some of those guys can do. It's fucking freakish. I got, well, I got that. into I got into Ink Master the same time I got into Face Off. Oh, Face Off is great. Face Off is fucking awesome, and they and they yeah. they recently put a couple episodes or seasons in Netflix, and I was kind of rewatching those, and I'm like, fucking bring this back, man. I mean, Face Off is such a awesome show. Because hey, Face Face Off started what on Sci-Fi? Yeah, it was a Sci-Fi channel. It's about uh, special effects makeup artists who you know creature designs and stuff, and it's a competition. And show. these were. These were guys that were like trying to show their chops to get into the industry, right? Yeah, and sometimes they they were people who were kind of in in, in doing indies horror movies. Or yeah, movies. not big. Yeah, yeah, and, but yeah. they're fucking good. These awesome. guys got talent out yeah. the wazoo. And I was rewatching. I'm going, fuck. These guys were so good, and because they only had like a couple days to do a makeup stuff and and the whole body makeup and shit. And I'm like, fuck. They're great. And yeah, even the the face that they use for the. Uh, the like i guess the the background or cover for the netflix thing is awesome yeah it's just (laughs) it's insane i bring back anyone who's listening to this and you have some clout (laughs) please bring back (laughs) face off make it a netflix original i don't give a fuck i mean or call it something else it's just a great great show yeah bring back uh face off and jiffy pop the one on the stove my two favorite things in the world. Uh, I ju- go ahead. I tried to explain it to my daughter because she's a Scream fan. Uh-huh. And she goes, "How did? Why did they? You guys used to make popcorn like that? Because you couldn't uh... put shit in the microwave, bro. It was, that's how you made popcorn back in the day. You wanted hot. We added flame to things, not radiation. That's how we cooked back in the day. That's before the kind of the microwave uh, popcorn. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I do, but my great popcorn is so good now. So, yeah. um, I did watch a movie on Netflix, original movie. David Fincher has a good, good thriller called The Killer with with. Um, oh shit! I saw that. My bad. Okay, Michael Fassbender. What was your thoughts on that movie? Um, you know what? At first, when it started playing, I was like, "It's gonna be." See, it's not my kind of movie, right? And once it gets it's, to that it's... certain certain point, when it becomes a more a revenge thing. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah that's yeah. when I was sold. Yeah. Yeah. That's when I got in. Because other than that, I'm like, fuck, they've done this movie a million times. <laughs> really what I got to watch it. And the fact that they didn't, like, it wasn't kind of like, I'm so good. And then I pissed the wrong guy off. And then hostage situation. It was more realistic. And the speed that it went. Yeah. Was really good. Yeah. It wasn't. Yeah. They didn't cross into different. Well, they kind of did. But they didn't. It wasn't like an international go to this country and mm-hmm. get a clue here and right. a clue there. I, and I think that guy in the beginning scene where he's waiting for that shot, mm-hmm. fucking awesome, bro. It's like, if you can't sit through that, that opening sequence, 
like you're not gonna like the movie. Yeah. Like if you're just like, come on, bored. But when you think about everything he's going through, he really sucked you into it. <laughs> like, dude, he's it's, laying on that thing with no pillow, no yeah. bed. And I'm like, fuck that, dude. You know what I mean? It's like, how boring is that shit? Just waiting and waiting and but waiting. The movie's about details too. It's like he has a clock where he's he's he's, he's checking his uh, heart rate. It's about his methodology. Yeah, that was crazy. At yeah. first, I didn't know that's what that was, bro. <laughs> I thought that shit was like a timer. Like, he had so many minutes to do this, or he was checking the windage or something. Yeah, it's and a, then finally, I'm like, dude, I think that's his fucking heart rate. It's it's a it's a movie about like kind of obsession too, or, or obsession with rules and and trying to live your life with a, with kind of rules and you know uh, Michael Fassbender, who who is I, I think he's an under unappreciated talent. I think he's a good actor, a really great actor. Yeah, he's Magneto, right? Yeah, 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 and he he I don't know, he's been. Laying low for a couple couple years, but he's back with this movie, and he has that new Taika Waititi comedy, uh, soccer comedy. Oh, the comedy. kick, the soccer thing. Yeah. yeah, and I think the kill. I haven't seen the Taika Waititi movie, but I, the killer is a really great comeback for him. I mean, he is such a great. I mean, because he doesn't really say much. He it's all about presence, and it's all about him. Um, he's the narration. He does the narration, and it. it, it yeah, I thought that part was cool too. Yeah, it, it helped the story progress. It was. Like it kept it, it kept you into everything as opposed to like, this is the kind of movie where I'd be doing something else and I kind of be paying attention back and forth. Uh-huh. And my wife wanted to watch it too. So we put it on and she fell asleep and I'm like, you know, I'm not even going to wake her up to tell her stuff. Uh-huh. Fuck her. You know what I mean? I'm too interested in watching it to, to keep her involved. If she wants to go to sleep, then just fuck her. Let her, let her sleep. Yeah. I, I, the movie I think, I, I, yeah, I think some people are going to be like your wife to be turned off by it because it is a slow pace at the beginning, but it does pick up the pace. It has a revenge story. It's a very kind of simple about a, a contract killer. He botches up an assignment and then they're after him and then he turns the table on, on them. It's pretty much simple stuff. It's John Wick stuff, I, but John Wick. I don't want to. Yeah, sorry. Well, I, I want to say anything, but I wasn't expecting the ending. Oh yeah, uh, but it's it's yeah. it's basically John Wick. It was directed by Michael Mann, and 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 yeah. and I think Fincher and Mann are kind of in the same level. And I'm a big Fincher head. I love fucking Zodiac. I love Seven. Fight Club, right? I love Fight Club. That's one of my favorites. This is, I would say, much more in that vein of Fight Club. Uh, uh, um, Oh, what's that? Don't even say it's better than Fight Club, though. No, Fight no, 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 no. I, I don't. No. Fight Club, yeah. Everything awesome. about Fight Club is amazing. Yeah, yeah. The way he's done, the storytelling. But this is that's much a, more much smart. more him going back to that those roots of, of Fight Club yeah. and, and oh what was yeah, it? If you like Fincher, you're gonna love it. Yes, For this sure, is definitely 100%. a Fincher film. So I highly recommend it. it's a great movie. Uh if you're a Fincher head like myself and, and uh, Angel here. Uh, and also, it's a reunion with uh, the screenplay of uh, Andrew, the screenplay, uh, the screenwriter Andrew Kevin Walker, who did um, Seven, and they were good friends for for a while. And I guess he did a bunch of uh, un uncredited script writing for a bunch of his movies. Um, oh shit! I didn't know there was a connection there. Uh, all right, let's get into our two recommendations of horror movies. Which one you want to talk about first? Um, there's one, there's one that has a lot of buzz, and I think uh, the other one really doesn't have that much buzz. Um, and buzz would be evil, and then dark, dark, dark no buzz. Yeah, right? yeah. Okay. Which one you wanted to go with first? Um, I'd say let's start with dark harvest. 
All right. Um, let me pull the trailer. Okay, here's Dark Harvest. It's real. If that thing isn't dead by midnight, this whole town is going straight to hell. I'm ending this. Tonight. It ain't over. All right, Dark Harvest. This is a movie that came out around Halloween. It was kind of thrown into, I think, limited release, but mostly it was thrown into digital uh, VOD and really didn't get, you know, much fanfare. It's, a, I think it's a, like, you know, this is a recommendation. I think the, so we both like this movie a lot. So I, I think this is really an indie horror gem. This is directed by David Slate. He's kind of much more known as a TV director who has done Halloween or not Halloween, um, Hannibal and um, Breaking Bad. And he also directed the, some of the Twilight films and 30 Days dude, of Night. 30 Days of Night. Which was I fucking love <laughs> that flick, dude. That is so good. And you can see a lot of his shots in there, like with High Crane or now I guess it would be uh, Drone. Like the way he followed him through the fields and stuff. I, I like his style, man. I didn't know he did 30 Days. 30 Days was so good. Well, so tell me about uh, what was your feelings about the movie? or and uh, um, uh, I'm I'm really upset that it didn't, like you said, it didn't have a bigger opening, a bigger release. It may be just because there's no huge names. Mm-hmm. And they didn't think it would draw like theater asses, you know what I mean? But it would be good on video demand. Uh, get a lot of buzz from word of mouth. Because the story is fucking cool. It's, it's, you get this story in older 80s type of horror movies. Uh-huh. You don't get it as much now because now people ask too many questions. It's like, just like the trailer said, there's basically this creature thing. It's got to be killed before it makes it to this place, this church, or the whole town has like a shitty year of like harvest and all that kind of shit. So real basic, but they don't do stuff like that anymore. But yeah. the way that they add in all the extra bullshit with it, it's fucking cool. Like, it's not, like, stopped by the cops in the army. It's fucking high school boys. You know what I mean? That's so cool, dude. <laughs> like, if I was in high school, like, that's why my son, I I told you, my son walked in on the end. And then we had to watch it the next day so we could see the whole thing. I saw in his face, like, this would be fucking cool if it was real. You know what I mean? Like. And there's the whole getting killed by the creature stuff, but dude, this, my son's a psycho. He's like, fuck yeah. Like I get my friends, we'd go out with bats and pipes and just try to kill a monster before it made it to the town. Cause that's like the premise, but it's like, it's a weird premise, but the way they set it up, it's kind of like a um, small town mentality Yeah, where it's like, this is how it's always been. So yeah, there's nothing weird about it because this just is. Yeah, and it, it, I, I dig that, dude. We should say it's set during the '60s, the early '60s, so it has that '60s aesthetic, kind of like Greasers, uh, um, you know. Oh, the um, look for sure. Yeah, yeah, rebels and 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 small town America. It's so style. Back then, when your parents told you to do something, you just <laughs> fucking did it. And it's so stylized, so it, it feels like it's it's in its own world. It's not necessarily in the real world or the real '60s, right? It's like kind of like a like a kind of a comic book graphic novel type of uh, feel to it. It's, it's a really great tone to it. 
Uh, yeah, yeah, it could have been small town anywhere in the sixties. Oh yeah, and it, and it feels more kind of like a kind of like Pleasantville or something like that. You know, like really kind of almost like a a TV, like a like like our our vision of what the sixties is. It's not necessarily the sixties, right? It's a, it's a kind of like a a fictionalized version of the sixties. Yeah, like uh, what the rest of the world sees as Americana. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that's what uh, what the, the director David Slate does. I mean, he has a great visual eye. It looks like it's like maybe, I mean, this would have been a really cool looking black and white movie if it was black and white, you know? Uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's a, a lot, dude. When you, <laughs> but when you said that, dude, first thing that popped in my head was the original um, Night of the Living Dead. You know what I mean? Yeah, that kind of shit. Yeah, yeah. It, it, yeah. it has like kind of that feel. It has like kind of, Ed, it's like almost Ed Wood kind of, but without the cheese ball stuff, but it is playing up a campiness to it. So, um, but the characters stay in, they stay in like um, that time frame, like with the cop, and it's not like everybody's acting like they would today, but wearing old clothes. Yeah, yeah. It, it it's the yeah, it, it's real good on that illusion. Like the cop's like a dick, but he's like, you know, like get over here before I crack your skulls. That kind <laughs> of, you know what I mean? Like that, like that feel and the, all the cars, and it's cra- the craziest thing I thought was that. A fucking field goes right up to like a end of a cul-de-sac, and then you start houses. Yeah, <laughs> like what the fuck? You know, yeah, like, it's kind of like in this, just... it's this own world, this own universe. <laughs> yeah. It's like, and no, nothing's outside of, uh, outside of this small town. It's like just like empty space or something. It's like kind of weird. Universe. Yeah, like when someone moves in, it's the big buzz, <laughs> and like everybody's talking about it because you know we don't get outsiders type of deal. And like you were saying, like it's kind of like Hunger Games in the sense where you got a, a, a you know, the I guess a senior class of, of boys. It's a senior, all seniors, or senior and I, juniors, or I, it seemed like it was like six, maybe, seventeen and up or sixteen and six, up. Yeah, because so, it wasn't kids. So but all it was the, like yeah. So the young men. So every year in this town, they have this thing called the run, where they all the young boys, all sixteen and up. Uh, have to compete in this kind of hunt and they're hunting down this creature called Sawtooth Jack and he is a mythical creature. He's kind of like, he has a pumpkin head and some of the boys think it's kind of phony or they think it's fake. They, some of them think it's only a, a um, urban legend And but then some boys say, no, no, no. I saw Sawtooth Jack when I was young and he's real. So it has that kind of crazy uh, you know, uh, opposing um you know argument about if this is real or not right and and you get the same with the kids uh attitude towards it like half the kids are fuck yeah yeah <laughs> i'm gonna win yeah. i'm gonna kill it and the other ones are like where are we gonna hide you know? <laughs> so it's kind of like <laughs> yeah yeah there's no middle oh, ground yeah, dude. yeah that was a great po- yeah there's a great scene where you can see that <laughs> yeah. like, the kids who are don't want to deal with it they're kind of hiding out um, but you're going to get that, you know what I mean? That's that's real life, dude. It's like not everybody signs up when there's a war and goes and fights. There's some people that go to Canada. You know what I mean? It's like it's such an it's incredible a, concept, right? It's such a great... Uh, dude, but the opening scene, I didn't know what the fuck to expect because that kid, he's like dressed in the suit, but he's like got the mask. Yeah. And like the, the first kid in the first very scene, I'm like, you have no fucking idea what is even going on. <laughs> and then it's like, wait a minute. In a, in the movies we're used to, the bad guy chases you know the monster chases the kids right right. But in this yeah. flick, it's the kids chasing the monster. It was crazy, man. That's why I was like, well, as soon as you, you know you had mentioned it, and then I started watching it, I'm like, fuck, man, this is crazy. Like, this isn't. I know I'm in for something new or something that at least 
they're going to do it so differently. It's going to be very entertaining. And the whole right off the bat, and the whole point of like doing the hunt or doing the run was that uh, the the winner gets to not only kill uh, Sawtooth Jack, but also gets to win a, a brand new car, and the and car- their family gets upped. Oh, that's right. Yeah, they get some money. Yeah, they get a new house, yeah. and and it's it's kind of like you got the the shitty poor people, and then the well to dos. Right. And if you're a shitty person, or like you're a shit a poor person. Um, and you win this, you fucking jump into the well-to-dos. They get you a new house. I think they, it sounded like they even got them a new car, but it's, they, they get the kid, they get them what, like the, a Corvette, uh, the new, yeah, the Corvette. The new Corvette. Yeah, yeah. Something cool. Yeah. And, and, and traveling and, money. And all, yeah. And also that gives them the, the chance to just take off and get out of the small town. And he could, he could, he could live wherever he could live in California. That's, that, I think that's what happens. Yeah, California was the winner. Yeah. yeah. The first winner they show. So the movie really center centers on this one kid who is um, Richie, who is the the brother of the previous winner, and he doesn't have to compete, but he wants to compete because he wants to fit in with the rest of the kids. And we kind of just follow Richie, and as he and he's like a rebel, he's kind of like a a no good, you know, you know, uh, he he doesn't live by the rules either, and. Um, yeah, because even his parents are like, "Don't do it." Yeah, your brother won. We don't need any money. But he's out to prove just... prove himself and prove that he could, you know, play with, with with the other kids and and win. He wants to win too. And it's not about the car. It's not about the money. It's just by the bragging rights. And eventually, he kind of finds out and he kind of exposes that there's much more sinister stuff in this kind of annual hunt. There's not, you know, there's really no winners in this this competition. So you know. I mean, I, I think ultimately, I think ultimately, I think the movie is fucking awesome. I think it's going to put, because of the style, because of the tone, I think it's going to maybe have people not kind of, you know, really kind of get into the movie. I mean, I think it's going to be a hindrance. Uh, it's going to, it's going to be an obstacle for them because it's just a weird tone. But once you get into that tone and once you get into that feel, I think it's a, a solid solid horror movie like yeah i get what you're saying i think if you're into it you're fucking really into it like you're gonna love it or you're gonna be like hey i didn't get it <laughs> i don't think there's gonna be a middle ground but i mean dude it is cool like if i wouldn't say people are gonna be nominated for awards and oscars but it's a cool flick like that would be my best word for it is cool yeah like, you know, i'm surprised it that was your, really your, cool. your son really got into it and, and was able to I, I don't think my daughter would be, man. Uh, yeah. But I think maybe because it was boys. boys and, yeah, it's a boys. And movie, he's maybe. that age, dude. <laughs> like, I think that after he saw that, he went in his room and he was like trying to figure out what weapons he would use. To... <laughs> There's nothing, man. But I, I, I get it because when I first watched, I was like getting hyped up too. I'm like, fuck yeah, we would have got in Mike's car. <laughs> we would have had to push Mike's car out to the cornfield. <laughs> I mean, it does, it, it does feel like. Uh, you know, Children's of the Corn, or, you know, it feels like a, a, a Stephen King-esque, but also Pumpkinhead, that, we, you know, we, we brought up uh, the idea of maybe doing, uh, pairing this off with Pumpkinhead to to, to, do, to do an episode on, on this movie and Pumpkinhead, and maybe we'll do that, we'll, we'll, we'll eventually probably we'll do a Pumpkinhead episode, but... And we'll just refer back to this. Yeah, I mean, because sure. the, the, the look of this movie, and in some of the, uh, I guess, I guess some of the, the what's, um, uh, the the 
you, the, the the world building of the movie it's it feels a little bit like pumpkin head you know i I've, he I've, fucking looks like him for sure i, I recently watched pumpkin head 2 which is a bad oh movie, yeah with that uh, punky brewster yeah it's a horrible movie but it, it begins with a 60s flashback you know a black and white a 60s flash and i'm going oh this feels a lot like uh dark uh harvest this movie harvest. The, yeah the only difference is that they're like fucking appellations <laughs> right, you know what right, i mean right, right they're hill people almost yeah they're hill believers. <laughs> this almost. is very suburban middle america you know like back to the future kind of uh 60s you know but you know what's uh i was thinking about crazy about the dark harvest is that a lot of these families are pushing their their sons for it because it's their only chance oh, to get ahead yeah you know what i mean yeah, yeah, and yeah. there's a lot riding on some of these yeah. kids like this is our way to get out and you know like get a house get all this shit so it's i mean the kids that are kind of like where do we hide I, that's one mindset the other kids they're getting hyped up because it's like i gotta do this for my family you know i want to win the shit but it's like there's a lot of people depending on me mm-hmm. and the way they get these kids worked up is kind of sick i like that that they lock them in the rooms and they starve them <laughs> you know what i mean it's like because a lot of these kids would be like ah fuck it you know i don't want to you know what i mean like why i when you when you're like when you put in front of it, they would, you know, be like, eh, maybe this wasn't a good idea. Mm-hmm. But they basically get these kids like rabid and then fucking unleash them. You know what I mean? Yeah, there's a great I, there's a great scene where where the, the local sheriff is like really teaching you really kinda of, it's almost like a um a um a school like a pep rally. Yeah, a pep rally. <laughs> it's really trying to get their, their their juices flowing and getting ready. I you know what, let me pull I'll pull that, that clip up because I did see it online. That thing grows all year long in our fields, only to rise up every Halloween night with a single solitary purpose, to destroy our way of life. Hey, we're gonna win this thing. It's like. You've all heard the stories about that one time we failed at our duties, and that black duster rolled in and destroyed our crops our lives, it must die so we can live. Your sacred duty is to take down Sawtooth Jack before that church bell rings at midnight. And to get you fat little Nancy's ready, we make you hungry for it. Three days, no food, no mommy, no nothing. Locked up alone in your bedrooms to sit and think long and hard about what you have to do. And on the night of the run, when one of you fulfills your duty, you all will fill your bellies full. Now the fun stuff. That's awesome clip, man. <laughs> that's, a, that's, that's, I believe that guy's name is Luke. Uh, what is his name? Let me find it. Like. <laughs> Luke Kirby, he plays the officer Jerry Ricks. The, doesn't he kind of remind you of the speech on uh, Necessary Roughness? Where, like, General played like a goddamn madman. <laughs> Let's pray. You know what I mean? He just I, switches I, gears I real quick. his voice sounded like uh, 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 the Matrix, uh, Agent. Um, uh, oh, Smith? Yeah, Angel Smith. Yeah, right. It's it sounded like he was doing. He was definitely doing something, right? It's it's a it's yeah. A, it's, it's a choice. This is a weird little yeah. <laughs> it's like a choice. It's it's not. I don't even know if it's an accent or just like 
a just a, a pronunciation thing right. with certain letters. That, yeah, it's awesome. It, I mean, it, a, it works for the movie. It works because the movie is such a kind of weird tone tonality that it it has this kind of you know heightened reality to the movie. So it, it works for, for these broad uh, performances. And even the 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 people that aren't the main characters or it's it's you know how usually in a movie like this. There's one or two people that are just shitty actors. Mm-hmm. There really isn't in this, dude. Yeah, even, even the kids, the, even the kids are kind of yeah, pretty good. They're all really pretty good. Yeah. yeah. But and the only one I, I recognize at all is that Jeremy Davies guy. Right, me too. Like, me too. Right, right. Yeah, that's the biggest guy in the thing. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, he he's never a a main character. Yeah, he plays he's good, father. but he's never the main guy. Yeah, he plays father. A uh, black phone. Right, he's in yeah in Black Phone, oh, but he's also the, also the father in this in this movie. Uh, the main yeah, character. the main character. Sorry, I thought you were talking about other shit he did. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, he's the dead. He was also in the Black Phone too. Yeah, yeah. yeah when you see his face, it's dude. You've seen him in a billion things, <laughs> and he's always got the same face, man. Yeah, always had that beard. You know, yeah. <laughs> I think is it the first time I think I saw him was on Lost, dude. That I can no, remember. No, he was in Saving Private Ryan. That was probably the first time I saw him. Um, I think Lost was before that. Was it? that before? Oh no, no. No, no, Saving Private Ryan. I don't even think I remembered him. Saving Private Ryan had so many faces. <laughs> I don't think I remembered him. Oh, shit. i tell you the truth. And you're going <laughs> to... I don't know. I'm going to lose so much credibility on this one. <laughs> First thing I ever saw him in, Ravenous, dude. Ravenous? I love oh. that movie. Oh, fuck. Yeah, he's yeah, the guy yeah. that... He's the one that comes back and he's got all the shit. And he's like, he was licking me. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's the guy. That's yeah. what I remember him always from, dude. No, Ravenous is a great cool. movie. It's a great horror yeah, movie. Okay, good. Yeah. Okay, I thought it was the only one, man. No, no, that's good. That's a great horror movie. Yeah, yeah Pierce, Guy Pierce is awesome in it. It's a good flick, dude. It's a sick... And I like the whole the Wendigo aspect of everything and people eating people. Was that Civil War yeah. or, is it, or something, something in, the, uh, in the period? They were, yeah, they were traversing the fucking mountains to go west or some shit. Yeah. But yeah, that shit was great. That was, That's what I remember him from. The Guy most. Pierce, right? Guy Pierce. <laughs> yeah, Guy Pierce, David Arquette, dude. They had a huge cast, man. Robert Carlyle. It was big, dude. And uh, the guy from Howard the Duck, uh, the one that gets possessed, Jeffrey Jones. Oh, <laughs> that guy. <laughs> Did didn't that guy get caught with like child pornography or something? I think there was some kind of episode or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, something like that happened. That guy. <laughs> yeah, I, dude. I know he's a. Uh, I know it'd be better. Fair, thing fair. would be Ferris Bueller. Yeah, Ferris. Or... Yeah, but dude, I remember from Howard the Duck because <laughs> he gets possessed. He's doing the stupid voice. Uh, sorry. Well, I, I'm hopefully, but... hopefully the Dark Harvest, and then to get away from job pornography for a little bit. No, hopefully a Dark Harvest is is getting some kind of buzz because I think it's a really fun, unique horror film. It's nothing like you know. It's not. It's not like a a Blumhouse kind of horror. It's not like, no. it's, it's something totally different. It's kind of like a, I wouldn't even call it like elevated horror either. Right. It's, it's just like a comic cool book horror. horror or something like a yeah. graphic novel horror. It's just a weird, like 30 days of night was, dude. Yeah. 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 It was just cool. It's yeah. like, let's go in there. Bang, bang, bang. And fucking we're out. It was so cool. But it's so funny. You said that the guy, um, what he's famous for. And you mentioned uh, twilight. Right. That's the <laughs> only other person I recognized in this flick is the mom. And oh she's right, from she's, Twilight. She's from Twilight, yeah, she's, right? Right. Yeah. yeah, she's Carlisle's wife. <laughs> she's got a name, but Your I can't even remember. Franchise, right? <laughs> I'm just saying, it's hard to get away from it. You know, what I'm it's always there. And the main kid that you were talking about, that Casey likes kid. Uh huh. 
Uh, the one that plays Richie? Mm. Dude, that kid's good, man. He should be in other shit. He's really good. Yeah. He was, uh, like, he's got a nice face. Uh, he should, he's got to start getting in more stuff, dude. There, there it is. Uh, a, a solid recommendation for Dark Harvest. I think if you're, you're adventurous with your horror movies, you, you want to take a break from the, the typical Blumhouse stuff, give Dark Harvest cha- a chance. It's, it's available now. It's on VOD. And I'm sure you know what I'm sure it's going to be coming up on on Netflix. I'm I'm sure it's going to come up on Netflix or some kind of streaming it's got platform. It's that where, good. Where it's going to really catch an audience, and I I think uh, we were there. We were there first. <laughs> we so we recommended. Uh, so let's get <laughs> we give this movie the finger. <laughs> uh, so let's get to our other recommendation. A bigger movie that's getting a lot of buzz. Uh, it's it's probably I would say. Probably my favorite horror movie of this year, maybe for the last couple of years. I don't know, dude. This might beat fucking talk to me for me, man. Yeah, it's. Fucking... I really fucking like this flick, dude. <laughs> it's when evil lurks, and uh... and please don't let the fucking subtitles stop you. Yeah, call me up. I'll fucking read them to you. <laughs> if if you don't do subtitles and you don't want to dub, I'll read you the fucking movie. You have to watch this movie. It is so fucking good. Tenemos que encontrar a la bestia. Antes de que nazcan más. Los tiempos de la fe se terminan rápido. So that's when evil lurks. This is a movie that got a lot of buzz uh, coming out this year. It came out in theaters in September and it, it picked up in more theaters in, in Hall- near Halloween. Now it's available on Shudder, uh, and I'm sure it's available on VOD. Uh, and but Shudder, if you have Shudder, I mean it's free. It's 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 available now. And so this is written and directed by an Argentinian Argentinian filmmaker, Demian Rugna. And Rugna, and it is an incredible horror movie because it's such, it feels real, it's grounded, yet it's dealing with uh, demon possession. And what I really love about the, the movie is like the demon possession almost kind of is twisted or it's, it somehow it kind of becomes more of a virus movie or, or a pandemic movie. Where it's, you know, in most, you know, uh, exorcisms or demon possession movies, it's about saving a person. This is more like stopping the evil from, from escaping or, or from spreading out. And it's... Yeah, I I got a real disaster movie feel from it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, because it's, it's like a fucking race against time almost. Yes, yes. And it gets you fucking hyped. It gets <laughs> you like, like, fucking get, let's go. Come on. What are we waiting for? Let's... You, it, dude, I don't, and it's so weird because it's subtitled, right? And right. they're speaking Spanish and stuff. And it's not the, the there's a dis, a disconnect with me when, it, when I read subtitles. Like, I still get the movie, but that shit, it was like, it didn't matter what they were speaking. Mm-hmm. You get the fuck, you, you feel it right. through the flick and everything that's going on. You get that, you get that emotion, you get the nervous energy, you get the everything. And my fucking utter favorite part. Or my favorite thing about this movie is every time I watch a movie, I'm like, okay, 
like that wouldn't happen or really you know what i mean <laughs> and dude they fucking hit everything real it, i've never seen something so realistic just the fact that what you think's not going to happen or it doesn't normally happen it happens and it's like fuck man like this is this legit like it could have been like uh just somebody videotaped a real outbreak type of deal or a, a real possession jumping body to body and oh, that was crazy man so the movie centers on two brothers pedro and jimmy and um they're yeah like we're saying they're kind of battling this demonic demonic uh, epidemic that affects their town it starts with like this one person in in their village who's been affected i guess he's been demon possessed for a year or so and it's great makeup work. He's like, uh, he's bloated. He's large. He's fat. He's kind of has pussy, uh, you know, uh, pus around his face and shit. And he's disgusting looking. It's a great makeup job. And this, I think this movie particularly shows you that you could do great horror with, with like, prosthetics you know with like you know, we yeah saying, you don't need cgi bullshit yeah, yeah and then we were saying like how much we love face off you know this is kind of like a, a throwback to that kind of prosthetic stuff uh you know makeup work you know and i'm sure there's some, some i'm sure it's some cgi stuff here you know, or like maybe kind of sky replacement or something. i'm sure there's some stuff in there but the makeup itself or the 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 creature designs in this movie is spectacular and you could you could see that this was made by you know artists and stuff it's just beautiful work um yeah like everything you when you watch a movie you're like fuck i really wish they would have done like real makeup and you know uh lobber tubes and <laughs> they do you know what i mean you don't you don't get that here you don't get where fuck i wish they would have really done that instead of cgi it's really there i mean even the little subtle shit like I'm watching the they're looping the trailer and like when they have that body and they're put, picking it up in the bag mm-hmm. or in the sheet. Oh, yeah, right. It's right. not just a sheet. You can see the weight in the sheet and there's slime dripping off of <laughs> yeah. it. You know, they didn't they didn't they didn't miss any little piece of like detail. And sorry, real quick, what I wrote on my notes for this flick, and I I dig it is that it's I wrote down it starts out. There's no fucking backstory. You yes. jump in. Yes. You fucking take off. Yeah. And I love that because it's kind of like, uh, I guess if this was an epic or it's going to be three fucking parts or something, mm-hmm. give me a backstory. Mm-hmm. But you don't need it. You just need to know you, you're fucking in there. You got to get the fuck out of there. <laughs> it's like my wife. I tell her, if there's something bad, I'm just going to shoot you. Because I ha- <laughs> you have to explain everything to her. It's like, like I- I'll pull up in my truck and I'll run inside. I'm like, babe, we got to go. Why? Well, what do I need to pack? What's going on? No, fucking. When I said we need to go, you should just be running towards me, and we're getting the truck and we fucking leave. You know, that's the way I got from this movie. It's like I don't need a backstory. You and you don't, dude. You just get it and you go. You kind of pick up on shit the way they they do a great job of not needing a backstory by the way they tell the story while it's moving forward. You know what I mean? Yeah, and like you were saying, that's it, what I liked. And it, yeah, like we were saying, it is a race against time because they these two brothers, uh, you know, they're they're right in the beginning of this kind of t- demonic plague that's taking over the little v- village, and the, right right away they're like, oh, we got to get the fuck out. It's spreading, and, and they're like on the outskirts, right, right, and so and they're racing so that it, they could beat it to the town kind of deal. Yeah, yeah. and they're, they're just want to get their loved ones, and they want to, yeah, you know, like you said, it's a you you. 
you said that this reminds you of a disaster film. It's kind of, yeah, it is a lot like that. It's about like getting your loved ones and trying to get it's as far from the disaster as you can. And that's what happens in yeah. this movie. But and there's a couple things you're like, I, I, don't, I don't like, why is this happening? Why is that? Mm-hmm. But they explain it to you when you need to know. Yeah. Like you pick up on it as they go. Like what, or why did the guy stop here? Okay. That's his ex-wife and that's the kid. You know what I mean? It's like, you don't need to be like, oh, let's go see my ex-wife. You know what I mean? It's just get in the car, <laughs> right. go, and then, like, they're fighting like they were married. Oh, that's right, because they were married. And they were in their divorce. And, and even even the two brothers, so Pedro and Jimmy, they're not really the, the, the they're not heroes. You know, they're not, you know. Yeah, no, <laughs> no, no. They're just kind of just uh, bad luck. They just had bad luck that they're in the middle of this kind of pandemic. And uh, uh, I just love the fact that they were able to do a demon possession and turn it into a, almost a zombie apocalypse or or like a yeah, virus movie. Yeah, I was going to ask you, would you consider this more zombie or more demon possession? But you're right. It's it's a it's, mixture of both. It's, it's just a yeah, great kind, it kind of, of it's, it's just a, a an, it's just a really imaginative way of just turning the demon possession genre onto its head. You know, I recently <laughs> saw The Exorcist Believer. Which is the new Exorcist movie? And yeah, it, I see them. It's yeah. it's 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 pretty bad. It's not it's not great. Yeah, it's it's not the worst movie I've seen, but the Exorcist part is is probably the the weakest of the movie, which is, sucks because it's called the Exorcist. Yeah, it's it's like they had another story going and they threw that in. Yeah, yeah, it's just so bad. <laughs> it's, it's, it's just it, weird. Yeah. It's just weird. But it they do nothing with that genre. They don't expand yeah. it. It's nothing. And here, you know, they're trying different things they, they, they're making this virus movie really and and it's it and i think because it's a pandemic kind of thing or a plague it feel because of the, what we have gone through in the world it feels a little bit more uh, relatable it feels more kind of uh accessible and 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 i really loved it but <laughs> well, you re- hit it on the head Go ahead. you hit it yeah. on the head with the relatable sorry yeah yeah it's so realistic yeah. like when he's for his he goes to his wife she's like why you know, what do you need? You know, I told you not to come here. We have a court order. It's like, right, right. he is so fucking frustrated. Like, <laughs> bitch, give me my goddamn kid. You could fucking die if you want to die. But he, and he's not even telling her the story because he knows if he says what's going on, it's like, basically, you're going to think I'm crazy and kick me out. So he's got to kind of like give as much information as he can to get what he wants so he can bounce. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? But like, seriously, if he would say, hey, there's a evil possessed per you know what I mean? And he kind of says it too, but without, I don't know, man. And it's just that I'm just looking at it right now. He's like yelling at her. And he's fucking shaking. Cause right. it's so frustrating. Right, dude. Right. Like, Fuck bitch. Just get in the car. Like, give me my kid. Get in the car. It's, Oh, it's, it does such a good job of, of getting you hyped with the movie, man. And it's funny cause there's subtitles and you don't even feel them because it's not a shit ton of dialogue. Right, you know what right. I mean? Oh, and the brother is so fucking good. I love the guy that plays the bro too, man. Yeah. The main guy's amazing. He's but him and that his brother, and even the first fucking dude, the rancher guy. Yeah, yeah. Because that guy, he's like a, the cocksucker guy with the money that everybody has to pay homage to because he's working their land. You know what I mean? It's like they even call him like Don, whatever. Like you know, like the respect and stuff. And it's just like, there's and that cu- guy's an asshole. There's Ugh. a couple of scenes, like I guess you could say kill scenes or whatever you want to call them. That took me, so it really took me by surprise. Like, and we were, where I go, oh shit, fuck. that's what I loved. That's and, what I loved. And and 
I think we said this in our last episode, like we're, you know, we're chasing that kind of feeling that we had when we watched horror movies when we were kids, you know, like that scary moment. This was one, this was close, <laughs> you know, it was close. Yeah. I mean, the fact that they, they really surprised, you know, like, like we've seen horror movies all our lives. We know the tropes. We know the, the stuff. That, we know the structure, what they do, what they right. don't do. And that shit was out the door on this one. Man. <laughs> the don't, the don't do for sure. Someone took the page that says these are the rules and just fucking crunched them up and 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 fucking just fling them, up them down the, a yeah. baby's throat. Yeah, <laughs> they wrapped a baby in them and lit it on fire. These this is a brutal movie. This is a brutal movie. There's brutal kills in it. I, this is what's so fascinating. This is why I love the movie so much. There's a scene in the movie. I don't want to give too much away, but there's a, I would say there's a dog and there's a child. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> And I, I'm I'm seeing these elements in the movie, dude. It, and, and I, the buildup for that shit was so there. You know the buildup. You knew because you, you knew it's oh. coming. You know it was fucking coming. And then but when it in happened, movies, it doesn't. But it doesn't come in regular movie, dude. Yeah. Right. Right. It, it, you get the buildup, the buildup, and then nothing happens, dude. Right. And this right. was the buildup, the buildup, and I was like, "Fuck it, I gotta rewind this, dude. That didn't just fucking happen, right? You know." That fu- it fucking blew my mind because you you, you knew the fuck. This is you you felt this kind of fucking tense you know pressure on your chest you're like oh shit something's coming something bad's gonna happen something really bad's gonna happen and then when it happened you're like oh my god i can't believe this fucking happened (laughs) and one of the greatest things that happens about it is like 20 feet away are three adults talking that don't fucking know it happened right right just that other little fucking kid dude and we the audience saw everything and it's such a brilliant way it's just such a beautiful shot movie it's just a beautiful directed film Oh, but the part you're talking incredible. about, it was it was so quick, and then all of a sudden you're almost like, "Fick, wait, maybe, maybe it was a trick with the, you know what I mean? Maybe <laughs> that really didn't." And then something happens after that, and you're like, "No, no, 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 no!" And it just goes further. It just goes further. Oh my god! Oh, just horrible. Look, this is this movie is not for everyone. I mean, if you're like into like a typical PG thirteen horror movie, you know, maybe maybe skip this one but if you're looking for like a really dark really kind of haunting uh pressure cooker this is it this is it this is a movie for you and this is probably one of my favorite movies of the last couple years last one of my favorite horror movies of the last couple years even the fucked up goats got me (laughs) we know the i think one had one eye for a second and it's just because that's the whole premise is even the animals start to act fucked up. Yeah. Everything, God, it's, dude. It's, it's, it's <laughs> evil spreads. Evil spreads. And you got to you stop it from the beginning. I, the, the, and I don't know if this... Was this a... Was this the way it was because they were, like, rural? Or was this, like, a couple years... Do you think it's set, like, modern or older? No, this is, this is definitely a modern movie. I, I think this is... It's just so interesting because this this what came up in my mind when watching the movie. Because you brought up this idea that I didn't really thought of. When we, we did our first episode on American uh, Werewolf in London, and you said in that movie is that... In that movie, which is modern, it's a modern film, but it said, you know, the, the beginning of that movie is set in a small village in England where the local town people kind of understand the legend of, of the werewolf. They know the rules and stuff, right? Yeah, when you get into more of the, into the city, they kind of are those kind of, I don't know, urban legends or, or folk tales are kind of are, are forgotten or, you know, they, 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 they forget about that. They, they see that as silly, right? 
and you brought this up when we were talking about um, in that episode. And I think that kind of applies in this movie because it begins in that small village. Everyone kind of understands, you know, demon possession. When someone says, you know, this, 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 this guy is possessed by a demon. No one second guesses it, you know, but once you get, yeah, to, yeah, it's, it's not questioned at all. It's yeah. That's which just kinda, things that happen, which I kind of really love about it. And it's only when you get into closer and closer to the city where that kind of fades out and it becomes more about like, what are you guys talking about? You know, there's no demon possession, you know, and it's kind of like what, you know, American werewolf in London were in that small village. They kind of were it's just known. Yeah. It's known. It's part of the, the fabric of the, the history of that village. Right. I, I get think, what you're saying too, because they, they would have to spend the whole movie fucking convincing people. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? That would be two jobs: running away and convincing people. And they do; they have to do convincing towards the end. But like you said, yeah, it's it's more. It's almost like a like a time travel. Like the further you are from the city, right. it's more like your old school thoughts and manner. The way you live your life is like a much more basic, older style and. Superstitions, you, towards... you know, probably more superstitious. You, you yeah. know, I'm sure there's there's Catholic religion in in in, in the, well, I mean, it's a Argentine Argentinian film, so I'm sure there's some religious aspect to it too. But well, you, and you... then the the opening scene, they find that homie that goes around fucking curing the the possessed. You know, what I mean? right? That's, right. Yeah, that's yeah. not a normal fucking <laughs> thing, bro. <laughs> and he had all his tools and shit. You know what I mean? It's like crazy, bro. So it's it's kind of I think it's kind of reminds me of some of those great classic horror movies of of the eighties and seventies and you know American Werewolf in London uh, came to mind the idea the idea of demon possession can be transmitted from person to person that kind of reminds me of that uh, 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 Denzel Washington right? movie <laughs> The Fallen where which yeah. was a great concept I didn't love that movie but i love the concept of, of uh, the concept was great yeah, yeah. I, I feel exactly the same way it's like they that concept was so cool they could have done so much more shit in that flick and they kind of did, did, did it and they kind of did it with this movie where it's like you don't know who's evil or you don't know who's possessed or who's who's being corrupted by evil and it's like is this person re, you know acting okay and stuff like all that stuff is great <laughs> this movie's fucking Dude, nice, yeah and then man. and it <laughs> I don't want to kill it, but then they even throw in the the son that's like special needs. Uh-huh. And it's kind of like at one point, do you just kind of leave him? You know what I mean? Ah, he doesn't know he's getting killed. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's just like, you know what I mean? That that adds to it. It's kind of like when he's trying to get his kid from the mom, right, from right. The, the mom, and what? then it's so hard. But then the kid is like so hard too because he wants ice cream. It's like, dude, we're trying to get away, and mm-hmm. you know, we're trying to survive. Mm-hmm. I can't have you freaking out because you want fucking apple flavored ice cream type of shit. Right. And I think that's what the comparison of, of this being a disaster movie is such a great uh, aspect, a great way to describe it. It's just, just that's, you know, because it's all about like uh, choices. The hurdles the, and shit. Yeah, yeah. It's all about choices at that moment. And like, we have to go, we have to go, we have to go. And they didn't even get their mom. You know what I mean? Uh, it was like yeah. <laughs> family first, and we get the fuck out, and we'll tell everybody what happened later. <laughs> and and I love how this movie ends. It, it ends like <laughs> it's 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 just it's just terrific. It's a really great movie. <laughs> this fucking writer, like he's like whoever did this story is like you know what? We don't use children enough. <laughs> we don't. We don't take advantage of everything we could when we come to writing children into stories. Because well, he so, even uses the kids at the end, dude. Yeah, it's so, so it's it's so children. I, I would say this: children are not safe. 
they're just is as a, a, they could be killed as, as as easily as an adult in this movie. I'll just oh, say yeah. that. Even we'd say even worse. <laughs> yes. And I remember how far we came because I remember we I remember we watched Mimic the the Guillermo del Toro movie. Yeah. It, we wa- I think we watched that in theaters together. Did we not? I don't know. Maybe we did. But I remember we, there was a, in that opening scene there was a couple kids in the subway. Oh, in the subway, yeah, yeah. And the, the and then. And then the kids got killed by the, the the mimic the insect creature, right? I'm like, oh fuck, kids, those kids got killed, which never happened. If they don't do that. Yeah. It never happened. And so great that now you know, 20 years later or whatever, or 25 years later, now it's up for grabs. <laughs> you know, I don't know. It's like a, it's like, it's like dongs. You know what I mean? <laughs> they never used to show frontal male nudity. <laughs> And now I can't turn on the TV without seeing dicks. Just kidding. But it's a similar thing. It's like I think you got the wrong cable almost... package. <laughs> hey, don't say package. <laughs> but it's like a similar. You know what I mean? It's like yeah, there were right, taboos right. and limits, right, but right. this yeah, flick yeah. is yeah, yeah, yeah. We're Maybe in now... Argentina, they don't give a shit. Yeah, we're now in a in a more kind of uh, everything goes kind of era, and it's but like, it's yeah. not done just for. Hey, I'm going to get a kid and I'm going to do something horrible just to see what people say. Right. It literally is part of the realistic progression of the flick. It really is. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, it, it, don't you think so? It's, it wasn't done so. just to see. Yeah. I don't think anything yeah. it, done in the movie was like gratuitous, gratuitous or, or graphically insensitive, I guess. Yeah. 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 It, it just, it's just telling the story. And then this is a dark, horrible story. Re- <laughs> Very fucking realistic, though. That's yeah. what I love. It's just, there's no, nothing's off limits. And if this was, shit was real, nothing would be off limits. So nothing's off limits in this movie. It's yeah. it's good. It's good, yeah. Yeah. Real and surprise. I think I even, I watched it late. And I don't do glasses at night because it's hard for me to read. And I fucked the whole movie, dude. I was just, I could see perfectly. I was like an eagle. <laughs> I read all the subtitles. It was so good. You didn't even fall asleep. That's how much you liked it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so, a really terrific film. Highly recommend. Uh, obviously, you have to be in the in the mood for like really graphic, really kind of strong, you know, strong subject matter stuff here. But you, it, it will if if you're <laughs> if you're one of those horror guys like us, where you know you've been desensitized by a lot of these horror stuff, and you're looking for that, you know, that feeling again. I think this movie will do it. This movie will give you that something. Yeah, and if you're one of those people that you don't like censor what your children watch, like if you put on a flick and your kids walk in the room and you don't really pay attention, try to keep anyone probably under ten from watching this shit. Right, right. Because I found that with my kids too. Yeah. yeah. My kids, they love to watch movies with kids in them, but if I ever watch a horror movie and it's got kids as the main people, I try not to get them to watch it when they were younger. But when they got old enough, they fucking loved it. Like, it was their shit. They loved it because it had kids. Mm-hmm. And the kids were kind of like the uh, protagonists and stuff. So they dug that part of it. But this is not a, a kid's flick at all, man. <laughs> I would. Oh, and so I, good, and I should say, you know, be, even though I'm, like, uh, uh, emphasizing on the graphic nature of the movie, it is a great horror movie. It's really well oh, yeah. done. It's well written. It's real acted. It's really great. It's not just a exploitation film. It's just a terrific horror movie. And yeah, one of my favorites of, yeah. of the last couple of years. Yeah. 
Yeah, and I don't speak Spanish, but these guys, you can see just, they are great actors. Mm-hmm. It's it's kind of like the their acting um, transcends the language barrier. Yeah. Right. The, their body language, their emotion when they speak, dude, it is. Dude, that guy, dude, it's so funny because I tried to see if he's anything else. And I think he's done something that the director did, mm-hmm. but nothing, you know what I mean? Nothing I would have well, because it's, I don't know, if it's just Spanish, mm-hmm. but nothing that I, because even if you do a foreign film and it's great, you, you hear about it, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But I can't, anything else that he's done, I haven't, it's never come across my radar, dude, but this guy's so good. Well, I did hear that uh, the same director, writer-director, Damien Rugna, he, his first film, Terrified, I heard that was really good too so i'll probably have to check that out so uh, yeah but i'm talking about the right the, the actors, guy the actors are yeah terrific. ezekiel yeah yeah it's oh. terrific uh ezekiel rodriguez that's his name yeah yeah he's good e- he's erod's good. what i call him <laughs> <laughs> both both of them ezekiel rodriguez and demian salomon uh who plays jimmy his brother, oh, the brother? yeah so yeah it was so funny too because when i first put it on i think it was doing something when i turned back i had to rewind it because I didn't get that they were brothers. Oh, yeah. And then I was like, wait a minute, dude, these, I thought maybe they were a couple. I don't know, dude. Nowadays, you don't know for sure. So then it, it was just like in the first minute, too, they established that. So then I had to, I had to go back and watch it. All right. I guess that's it. I mean, there you got some good recommendations. Hear, that's the dog for the movie. <laughs> yeah, that's it. I, I kicked my kids out of the room. I kicked the dogs out of the room when I was watching the movie. I go, don't get any ideas, motherfucker. Oh, shit. This. I think evil's lurking in your in your, in your kitchen right now. Uh, so hey, get the kids. <laughs> so those are two good uh, horror recommendations. Also, we talked about the killer. We talked about sense sense of a woman, uh, and I'm sure we talked about something else that I'm forgetting right now. Anyway, it's been a terrific episode. It's great talking to you, Angel. Uh, you know, as hope, always, as always, and then you know, hope hope everyone out out there had a great Thanksgiving. Here's let's look at uh, Christmas coming up, and we'll, we'll talk about maybe our next couple episodes. We'll talk about some uh, Christmas horror movies. Anyway, we'll, we'll see. We'll figure that out. Um, if you want to hear our past episodes, you could go to terror, terrortinos.com or go to whatever podcast platforms you like to listen on. We're on, on Spotify, iTunes, everything. You're, we're available there. And if you like this episode, like subscribe please uh, uh tell a friend about us uh, we love doing this episode or these this podcast and we love doing more episodes we want to do more episodes yeah especially with the holiday season you're gonna find yourself in the car for long trips yeah yeah there you go Boom. why not listen to us and our recommendations yeah if your kids are bad put us on they're gonna be miserable <laughs> the whole time you're gonna love it all right thank you everyone and we'll be back soon thanks guys <laughs>